All right, welcome to Craft Imperial. This is the Viking. I am the Bourbon Cowboy. We sit here, discuss great cigars, great whiskey, and have a lot of fun with banter and discussing all these great cigars and bourbon. We'll sit here every week with you, enjoy this podcast, different cigars, different whiskey, all the banter, a lot of fun, a lot of nonsense, and... <laughs> That's what it's about. Thank you for joining Craft Puro. Please enjoy this episode. All right, Craft Puro, what's up, guys? The Viking. I am uh-huh. the Bourbon <laughs> Cowboy, and we are out on extreme weather day number three. High temps. Everybody's sucking air except us. They ain't doing it, man. And where are we? We're down at the, uh, you know, the Bourbon Cowboy Ranch down here in St. James. The back. And you guys can see it. Yeah. Yeah. We're in this lovely body of water. Uh, we're hooked up here under the dock, like for real, under the dock. Um, it's nice. Got a little shelf set up here. Um, we got getting... an under the dock bar. Yeah. And, and it's not a traditional bar, but there's. it's probably, I don't know, what do you think? 36 inch long, something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's got a couple of shelves we can set all of our equipment on. We've got bourbon, water, we got it all. The sh- what is it called? The Schitzma? The Schitzma? What is that? Is that a Jewish term? What's the Schitzma? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds Jewish. I don't mean it that. Sounds like, like we got all this Schitzma. I don't like, oh, we got all the shit we need. We got all the shiznit. <laughs> that was just something I pulled out of the ass. I have no idea. Uh, anyway. We're going to cut into these cigars. Uh, I'm smoking. If you guys remember almost a year ago out in Key West, uh, we did a we did a podcast out there from uh, Green Street uh, Cigar Company, and we talked about it. We went to was it the not, I was about to say the Bates. It was Bates, wasn't it? Something about a hotel. Um, remember we took the golf cart out to where? Am I thinking Rodriguez? Rodriguez, yeah. So I'm smoking the Rodriguez uh, Liga Double Ajero. This is from the hotel. That's got the uh, they actually have a. I wouldn't call it a cigar bar, but they've got a humidor in the lobby of the hotel. And then when you go out to the poolside bar, it's set up with ashtrays and cutters and lighters and everything like that. So you can sit out there. So haven't smoked one of these since we were in Key West. And since it's so nice out today and we're sitting out here, I thought we'd grab something else and kind of start the podcast with this. I mean, it kind of feels like Key West, only we're dealing with no palm trees. We're doing bur oak, cedars on a beautiful lake. The saving grace today is we got a beautiful wind, and we were trying to decide what to do the podcast, and my man was off today, and I made some adjustments, and I'm like, let's kill a bunch of birds with uh, one stone, and we came down here today, and it was a fabulous idea. Yeah, and he had, we had a bunch so of far, stuff worked out to great. do this morning. He had a bunch of stuff to do here. We got, got a delivery at Sybil. She's doing another 23-pack of the Cyclops, so we're going to get that delivered later tonight for dinner, and... Um, Yeah, it's all working out good. I chose today for the podcast, The Asylum. Um, Size-wise, I always refer, this is probably a Toro or Toro size. Cyclops, or I'm sorry, The uh, Asylum Premium (laughs) 60. Um, Really, in St. Louis, the only location I know where you can get them is The Hill. Um, They carry a full line Asylum. Now, everybody carries Asylum, but The Premium 
Um, they're the only ones that I know they yeah, carry and them. The, and the premium is the Nicaraguan Puro blend of right. the asylum, so it's completely Nicaraguan cigar, um, which is cool because most of asylum, pretty much all, most of Christian Euroa is Honduran, so. And Asylum is a Euroa company, so you get a lot of the Honduran family farm stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's real nice out here. Uh, we got something we've never had on the podcast before uh, to sip on a little bit. Um, you've got to talk about this. All I know is it's Heaven Hill Juice, right? It's Heaven Hill Juice. I guess probably about three weeks ago. And the guy you hear yakking is my little, um, well, we he's a cattle hula. We call him Jack. He's about 20 pounds and he's getting a little pissed because we're all in the water and he needs to just get in too. Anyway, so if you hear him barking, we'll get him calmed down. But anyway, they just put out this uh, bourbon and released it. It's called Five Brothers. Um, and I was actually reading up on the history of, um, of um, Heaven Hill and it's, it's got a big beam family background. A lot of Bean Brothers were involved in, in Heaven Hill Distillery um, back in the day. We're talking way back. Anyway, um, oh, wow. so they came up with this juice, and I just happened to be at a little gathering the other day, and a buddy of mine, Paul Casamaticus, uh, he brought it in. We tried it, and of course, it was like any other juice from Heaven Hill. It was fantastic. And... Um, he let me have the bottle to have on the podcast today, so I want to uh, thank uh, Paul for letting us have it on there and give it a shot today. I want to say the proof on it is, I want to say 90? Uh, uh, yeah, 90. 90 proof, 90. which for us, most of the time, we're over 100, but I've already had it. It's smooth. We're going to try it again today. It's Heaven Hills Traditional Bourbon Nashville. But it's a blend of five different ages from that mash bill ranging from five to nine years. Yeah. So that's, I, you know, I like when companies do that, right? There's no tasting notes. There's no, this is what to expect, but here's what's in this bottle. We're hold giving on, you yeah, this gift of what's going on. So, um, good. Oh. <laughs> Can you please? Uh, Jack's getting busted. It's all right. <laughs> um, we're used to it because it's either a chainsaw, an airplane, a motorcycle, or a freaking dog. Now. We haven't had a train yet. That's we haven't true. had a train yet. But when we go to Kansas City and we so go to Knuckles, we've almost there'll be trains covered, coming right through we've there. We've almost covered every mode of transportation that could possibly make noise. Right. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Cheers, I'm sorry. It's good, bro. Don't worry. I went about right it. out of hand and wanted to get into it. Wow. Some killer, killer flavors. Um, wow. Wow, that's just good. It's just good. I mean, it's just fantastic Heaven Hill juice. That's all yeah. there is to it. And you can, you know, and, and I know I'm not probably going to be able to explain this very well, but what I would say is is when he reads this like we like we always say we just do it from the hip when you start reading um where they got these from different rick houses and whatever from a nine what did you say a nine five to nine years five to nine years you can almost as many of these as i've had you can taste little different taste profiles well, from them and so forth and um i just think it's an amazing bottle 
the one the one thing I will say is knowing it's Heaven Hill that you can you know it's Heaven Hill, right? We've talked about that with Heaven Hill. One thing about their bottles, their age statements, and their bibs, none of them all taste. They don't taste the same. I'm not saying that, but there's like an essence of it that you can get in in all Heaven Hill. But this is just. I'm sure we'll talk about some taste in that, like as we get through the cigars and stuff. But it's just it's good. Like that's. And this is going to sound very arrogant and like we don't know what the fuck we're talking about when I say this, but it's not often that we're just sitting around um, having a couple pours of whiskey and we're not smoking, right? It's not. There are quite a few out there. This is one that can just sit down at dinner and drink it. Well, this it's is the very thing. Well, good. yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you go back 90 to 90 proof. <laughs> not that there is a 90 proof that just tastes like 100 and something and can be harsh and whatever, but this one's got a real smooth... Uh, flavor to it but there's a lot going on i think in that glass for us but um what i was going to say is is that you know when you taste these individually there's well of course they're bibs right so they're, right. they're coming out of one barrel and um we've talked about you know all the standards that go into that but it's funny because somebody suddenly goes, oh, yeah, you're a weeded guy. Really? Well, you know, there's nothing weed in this. No. I want to say this is like corn, uh, which, you know, corn pretty. I'm pretty sure most of Heaven Hill's mash bill is it's corn forward and rye and malt. I thought that was the mash bill. It is. Yeah. And I think it's, it's just that combination of, of just a certain percentage of rye and malt that really end up coming pretty smooth. And then I the, think it's the same thing with the wheat. Yes. You know? Yes. Uh, it fluffs it up. It makes it... it density. Like, it's... it's right. It's it more. lightens it, and... Um, um, which, in, in some essence, we really don't know what the hell we're talking that's about. That's very true. It's all about what our taste is and what we kind of read a little bit about it. Um, but just for the bibs, I mean, you got to have 51% with a bib. And then you can choose whatever you want to put in your, your mash build. But I think the, some of the sweet spots that we really like is that percentage of not overpowering rye, but the malt, and then sometimes the wheat that we really like and have gotten used to and what's enjoyable. But man, right off the bat, this is fantastic. Yeah, that's that's great right, right away. That's really good. I can understand like being a weeded guy, right? Like people, uh, I think we're getting bourbon call outs. Um, uh, um, when it comes to wheat, right, everybody knows Weller. So when you drink Weller, everyone's like, oh my God, you're a weeded guy. You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, if you're a Weller fan, you're obviously a, a weeded guy, right? Because it's weeded bourbon. Um, but then you got to go back and look at um, like some of uh, like Whistlepig does their wheats and things like that, right? And some of them aren't very good. No. You know, they're too, too. Just there is. That's where I think the creativity really comes in. Like we'll tie it into cigars, right? You can have, um, you know, you can have the seventy percent corn whiskey, and it's just like, okay, you know, I've had moonshine with better taste profile, right? Not this color, but better taste profile. Um, it really comes down to that blend they put together, those percentages, like you said. Yeah. And I think rye and malt together, that's just a, a marriage just waiting to happen. When you do it right. And it's somehow, really I mean, I, I guess I can pick the wheat out, but this malt really seems to be something that I'm really enjoying in the bourbon. Malt to me, so like it's weird in scotch, right? Because it's all scotch malt, right? All single malt scotches. Um, but in scotch, you get a lot more citrusy kind of like floral aspects to it. In bourbon, the, the, the malt 
is what gives it that thick mouth, the, like the thicker mouthfeel, like the vintage taste to it, is what malt does for me and bourbon. That's how I can, and it's not, it's not like you're saying, you sip it and you go, oh, okay, there's 31% malt. I'm not saying that, but whenever there's a good amount of malt in it, it gives it that dusty vintage thing to the tongue for me. So it does for me. And then what do you think is in there that gives it that light fluffiness? See, I was thinking the malt did a little bit of that too. It, it very well may. It very well may. And the rye kind of brings that like, um, I don't want to call it a spike, but just a little bit of umph in it, you know? Hey, Jack, give it a rest, man. <laughs> We're here all day. You got the water going nowhere. He just needs to get his ass in. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, but like How's our mics doing? Because we're doing fantastic. a new thing. We're good. We got them right up here in front of us, and uh, instead of we're in the in the agua and so forth. But anyway, man, I think this is fantastic. We've never we well we have done one. We came down here and did it right on the phone. I want to say at twelve o'clock at night. Yeah. And well, we did one. It podcast. never aired because yeah, I don't even know if we were making sense. No. At that point, no. but. We did do one. We did exactly this thing. We did one on the podcast up on the dock. That was that day we had all four seasons in like 20 minutes. Sunny, thunderstorm, hail, wind, sunny, and we were back on the water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, this is we great. We came we're back out, here. out that night, I think. This is, uh, I mean, it's big, the lake, obviously. Um, but what's cool about it is we're standing here. We're not floating. We're actually, we're standing. We're actually... We're about esophagus. I mean, esophagus. Jesus esophagus? Christ. Um, Above the belly solar, button. Maybe solar three plex. Inches. Yeah, kind of where we're standing in here. Solar so. plexus. Right here. Solar plex. I always felt solar like plex. that was a solar plex right there. <laughs> um, yeah, but same thing with cigars, man. When you look at it, it's like you can have the proper amount of. So you can have the the same cigar in six different sizes. And if you have too much filler, it's going to drastically change the taste of the cigar, right? But then you find there's always one size in a cigar that I think, I think you can do this with any. And I think there's a reason, of course, to provide options, variety of options for people when they're buying. But there's a reason, you know, like when a cigar gets sent out for uh, some rating that's going to say it's the best ever, right? You can still get that cigar in four or five different sizes. But the size that went is the one everybody wants, right? Because it was the right amount of tobacco, the proper blend, the right size, smoking time, etc. Same thing I think with whiskey, right? They probably there's a reason it's tasted on so often every time it's blended because you got to find out when it hits the the right age, the right amount of time, and you got the right. I'm sure they didn't take five or four different age statements five times, put them together, and go the first one was perfect. You know, we did a bunch of different ones, and then they land on the one that was best. Yeah, and that's really good. And what is it? What does that bottle cost? You know what? I don't know, and that's a good question. I, my guess is it's around a forty to fifty dollar bottle. Is my guess? Oh, everything is now. Um, and I obviously it's not available here in Missouri. I think it's uh, it's available in Kentucky, and obviously the uh, gift shop there at Heaven Hill. Yeah. They call it, the, I think it's called the Heritage Center. Uh, if I'm, uh, Heritage Center? Yeah. I think it's called, and, and wow, I, I haven't been down there. I'm looking forward to grabbing a day and running down there, but the Heritage uh, Center expansion, I don't know if they've reopened it, but it's massive. Opens this year. 
Yeah. yeah. Or maybe it opened. Or either opens yeah. later or it just opened. And if anybody doesn't think that bourbon is doing well and there's going to be a downslide, yeah. go, go to down Kentucky. to Kentucky and drive around and see the billions of dollars they're spending on new Rick houses. They're everywhere. Go look at the just opened billion dollar renovation Uncle Nearest just did. Mm. Billion dollars. That is six zeros, right? A billion? That's yeah. eight, nine zeros. Yeah. Nine zeros is a billion? I have never accumulated anything. Not even a billion dollar of bourbon at that point. I, no. I don't have any either. I'm just right, but that's a lot of money, man. And, and and if anyone that's saying like, you know, we can bitch all day about how the availability of things and sorts like that, but obviously they're doing it right because you're not spending that kind of money if you're not making it. It, it makes no sense. God, that's or good. you got a couple whales that believe in you a lot. Even the retro hail on that, you get like a really nice fruit and maybe even a, um, I, I hate to try to start picking out names like, oh, I feel like there's a little pecan in there with a little apricot because I think I'm probably nuts. But there is yeah, a really nice airy, uh, fruity, and you can get a See, little. You, you say apricot and you can get, the, I can taste apricot on the retro yeah. hail, right? You, you can do that. But then again, like where we're sitting out right now okay if we were sitting up on the dock yeah there's a nice breeze but the sun would just be pounding on you the whiskey would be heating up it would probably be way different down here under the shade and the glasses breeze blowing we're in the water our body temperatures aren't up it's probably treating that so much different you know now i know like this cigar has been sitting in the humidor for almost a year in the box but it tastes drastically different than when we were smoking it then you know yeah but it's good. So this is the Rodriguez Cigars. They're a hand uh, Gates Hotel. Oh, I said Bates. Yeah, it was Gates Hotel. Sorry. That's pretty you can close. see that. Key West, I Gates Hotel. Bates would be a little more hard. Yeah, be a little weird. Rather than Probably have bad Yelp reviews. Yeah. But anyway, we went to this Gates Hotel because we, me and him frequent um, Key West. And this is one I hadn't heard. We had kind of looked it up and we took the golf cart out. It's a little out of downtown. Well, it was funny. It's we were in the entryway. In yeah, the and we West. went over the bridge yeah. on a golf cart. That was kind of funny. We obeyed every traffic law. Got passed a lot. Yes. Yeah, it was good. And then we went out there to this, you know, opened um, kind of like a quadrangle with, you know, all kinds of, I don't know, festive birds and trees and, you know, foliage and shit. And they had an open end bar and. And then they had these cigars available, and uh, we got to experience the whole Rodriguez experience, which is really good. I think I have a sampler box I haven't even broken. That's what that's what this was from. That yeah. little five pack box we bought. Yeah, um, but it's good. It's a very good cigar. Um, he's actually got his factory right down there in um, in Key West. It's behind Hog's Breath. Um, oh, is it? And then there. his is his retail space right off yeah. by the square down yeah. there by Mallory Square. Mallory yeah, Square. Yeah, it's right back in there. Um, but it's uh, Maduro wrapper. Um, I honestly, I, I want to say when we looked it up, this is more Dominican than Nicaraguan. But it's a good, it's a good cigar. It's part of the Liga line um, for Rodriguez. Uh, Medium-ish, full, but very good. I mean, even with a little breeze down here, you know, you can see the ashes clicking really nice. So, and it's going good with that. There's some uh, like rich soil in it. It's good. It's earthy, but it's, we talking it's got magnesium? some flavor to it. Oh, I don't know. Well. It's white. Yeah. I got a, a really, well, I guess we're, 
smoking different. This one is pretty white. Um, probably a mix, both in mine. I've got a little white and a little dark, so maybe sulfur and. Magnetic. Well, being in Nicaragua, you're probably odds are that didn't come from one region. So, if it's if the binder and wrapper Esteli or Jalapa, the could be Omitepo Candega could be in the in the filler, and those are the volcanic areas. I don't know, man. The Asylum line for me, man. I've always just gravitated towards this, and I've smoked the other ones, and they're good. And uh, but. This one has just always stood out to me, probably because I'm a Nicaraguan guy. But the construction of this and that, I mean, very rarely. I've probably, over five or six Hold years, have done I don't know how many boxes. And I've never really come across a bad one. It's got the old wings with the uh, skull and the heart. The kind of the, I don't know, deep burgundy heart on the, the label. Yeah. I like the deep color on that. That blood. It's like a blood red. Like rich right. blood. Yeah. And then these wrappers, these must be, have sitting around because even the wrapper and the wings have kind of tinted yellow. I don't know if that's by design or I don't if know. they've been out there a while. I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. Hey, Jack. Well, man, cheers. What a goddamn. Cheers. Yeah, I can't complain about any of this. You know, the weather alerts are out. Extreme weather alerts. I almost feel guilty, but then no. Yeah, you own it. Uh, and then, you know, typically this lake is not a big lake. We're probably a two, three acre lake. And believe me that it, the water can warm up quickly and not be very nice. But I think because this heat just has hit us and we've had a couple of storms. Uh, and the other thing is this lake is spring fed. So you can walk around even on a warm day where probably the top two feet or whatever is a little warm. You get these little uh, streams of... Um, of uh, spring water, ice cold spring water coming up on you, so it's, it's super nice. Around, oh yeah, around. yeah, all kinds of fishies, and no. let's hope no one nibbles on me. God, because <laughs> that always seems to happen. I got more at around dusk. I got right one, around dusk. One came up and got my foot. It's like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I know this is great. I'm glad we got out to get this done. Um, won't be any podcast next week, guys. I'll be in Mexico, so won't have one next week. Um, so we're gonna have fun with this one today. And you're in Mexico, why? Uh, it's my anniversary. Yeah, well, we're yeah. just letting the viewers. Oh know. yeah, it's yeah, my yeah. and it's um, uh, the Squirtin' German's birthday. So him and uh, his mom are gonna fly out there Friday morning, and it'll be pretty cool. So. And you guys are gonna be training on the Aztec ruins. Gonna be doing some stairs and steps and stuff. Because yeah, no? you can't do that anymore. Oh really? You, you can't, can't walk up anymore? No, no, it's against the law. Oh wow. Yeah, people die. They fall, they get drunk and fall down them. Coming down them, yeah. Right. Never going up, yeah. Well, going up is not bad. If you've ever rock climbed or trailed up into the mountains, going up is, 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 it can be rough, but coming down, especially at that point when your legs are a little tired, can be, uh, can be dicey. Yeah. Oh, we got a little flying visitor in here. What the hell is that? Yeah, it's a little mud dauber. Oh, right, whatever. We're one with nature. <laughs> I thought that was my um, phone, and then I was like, oh, no, shit. No, that's mine. Yeah. Anyway, well, I hope you guys are enjoying this because I know I am. This is freaking fantastic. We're yeah. looking forward to uh, a fantastic day. And um, so what's what's been going on? The last podcast we did was at the Hill. Yeah. And uh, we went down there and had a successful thing, uh, handed out some Cyclops. Those dapper um, cigars were damn good, man. The is second that, one, the, the dapper. Rose? Is that what the one with the the, the guy on the the wrapper? 
No, that's the one oh, with the handle oh, and the rose. Yeah, Those yeah. lamperts were good, oh. too. That's what we did first, that lamperts. Yeah, that, that was... Um, where did we get those from? Was that uh, Travis? Yeah, well, uh, Travis... Travis. Had, I had seen him because Travis had smoked one. He was like, you ever heard of it? He was like, no. And then we got down there and we saw him. And I was like, well, shit, Travis has smoked it. We might as well get on and see what's up. Um, and that was really good. Uh, we've had the new LCA releases came out. Um, so My Blue Heaven, the Steve Martin movie. Um, that's what that is. That's in like a little... Uh, Corona size, uh, and then the Lady Killer, the Southern Draw Lady Killer. Now I've had um, it. I smoked it the other night. He has one, and uh, I don't know if we get that on the show tonight or we smoke it later. But I've had it, and out of all the ones I've smoked, I like to smoke them, you know, two or three times before I really say. But I mean, for what I had, it was enjoyable. Um, it was probably my second or third cigar, and I had uh, had some bourbon. I don't know for an hour or two before it, but it seemed like a pretty solid cigar. Yeah, and it I, was not a Lancero, but it was a. Um, it's more of a Perfecto. Really? Yeah. I thought it was more of because like it a tapers. Uh, Casadores. The Casadores. No, well. Size. It could be a Casadores Perfecto, right? Because the way it tapers at the at the cap, and then tapers at the foot, that's a Perfecto rollout. Now you can have a perfecto in nine inches, six inches, four. Or it doesn't, five, you know, yeah. it, do, it doesn't matter. I guess when I'm um, thinking perfecto, like the, um, oh, the ones I've gotten up at um, at uh, Outlaw, that are the begin with the L, the um, Lunatic. Am I thinking right? The Lunatic perfecto, that big fatty. You know, the ones with the skull on it that I kind of like to have the gold wrap. That's a Lunatic, yeah. You've yeah, had those in perfecto. Yeah, I, I got like five of them. Uh, they're the new. Lunatic oh well, yeah, Perfecto. yeah, yeah. It can, it, so Perfecto does not necessarily. Some people it's will like use it. It's like a torpedo it. on both sides. Yes, that's a Perfecto roll. But then you can have technically you could have a Perfecto Toro Robusto, anything. But most sometimes people will just label it a Perfecto because that's the roll style. Oh my you know God. what I mean? Yeah. Well, there's so many different uh, sizes and rolls that it's almost impossible to really know them all but uh, you as long around, as you got the basic ones you're all good exactly and i tell this to everybody look at go anywhere online if you want to know these and look up traditional cuban sizes that's where you're going to get pantella robusto uh corona lancero or they use um Casadores for lancero um you know churchill um you won't ever see uh, you'll see Gigante, which usually is a 58. That's what 60 is now called. Uh, Giga Gigante? Gigante? I would think that's just short for gigantic. Gigantic, <laughs> yeah. yeah. In Spanish, they dropped one consonant for a vowel. It's cool. Um, but uh, you can, and you'll learn those, and then you can float through there because one of the things that constantly changes in the industry is <clears throat> if so, select sizes are fun, right? And, and I was just talking about how you can have a different size of the same cigar but as you're rolling it you find out okay so if we taper the foot on this so that when you light it you taste more of the wrapper before you get in everything else well maybe that sweetens the cigar all right so we're going to put that cigar out and call it this size right prime example i'll use the four kicks kappa special aguales right that little perfecto that came in that 10 count box right four kicks kappa special has been out in four sizes all year okay the corona uh, Corona Gordo was probably, I think, the best size on it. But then you smoke this Aguilas and it's just better, right? It's just there's there's more taste to it. You taste the wrapper more. There's more things involved. That's where a lot of these cigar sizes come from now. Um, you well, know, 
I, the funny thing you say about this, and listen, when I first met Mark, and I can't see because sometimes it's uh, the shadows. You're I can't on there. See, There's just but I'm on there. there. But I was, you know, when I first met Mark, I had smoked a lot of cigars, but I was mainly a 660 guy. I kind of had my groove on, but I'm, I'm, I'm so much more, even when I get into a cigar now that I like, um, Mark has told me, you know, and I'm saying it on, on here with you guys today, is like, try some different sizes because one of the, the uh, crown heads that I've really enjoyed of late is the Juarez. And I actually did, I don't know if I sent a pick out, I had like a, well, maybe it was a 450? The, the little Juarez? The uh, Buckshot. Oh my God, it was fantastic. It's amazing, man. It's just like a little, um, a, a shot of great tobacco. Yeah. And, um, and you want to talk, you want to talk like a another one peppery, earthy, just kind of blowout on a cigar. And I never, I honestly, I always found it funnier. I never thought, and I told Luciano this, and I was texting with, with, with Huber about it. We were kind of playing around. I didn't think it would ever do well, right? Because, so... I'm gonna get this wrong. It was rolled for either Jr. or Thompson cigar, and they weren't selling it. Right, it wasn't being sold. So they so they bought it back, and then licensed it to um, Crownheads to sell. And what's funny on it is that label was never altered. The crown on the bull on there was yeah. already on the label. Uh -huh. So it wasn't like that was designed for Crownheads. It, it was already there, and they brought it out, and it just shows what can happen if you put it out there and don't just stick it on a website or let it sit on a shelf and say oh this is this this and this get it in a five pack do this do that that war has just blown out and uh maybe it's called a quick shot that size but it's cool i, it I want to say it was a 450 it's a, i love that box it's our it's us right it's a black and white box it's a, traditional, it's a traditional um what you'll probably know it by a nub slide. A lot of the nubs are like, are those like four? Yeah, but it's a, it's like a four. Yeah, m most nubs are like four sixty. Yeah, but it, it's a little, it's about that wide. Yeah, so it may not even be a. Yeah. It's four inches long. I know that, but yeah. it might be forty eight fifty something like that. Okay. But it comes in a hundred count little box, and the cigars like five, five bucks, six bucks, four bucks, something like that. I don't. Know, it's it's like four to six dollars, and it's an amazing. I think it's better than the Willie Lee. And that's just the normal size kind of Robusto Taurus thing. But the cool thing about it is, is for you cigar guys that are jonesing and you can't always find a freaking hour, I mean, you know, that's a nice 20 minute smoke if you can get a break, you know, and maybe you're in between bars or whatever and you can, got a nice uh, quick place to do a 20 minute smoke, man, that's a that's a good cigar. Yeah, it's-, it's So funny. I guess what I'm saying is, is don't feel uh, like you can't explore some different sizes because we always talk about, you know, are you golfing today? What's your day gonna be like? Are you really gonna get to spend an hour and a half with a good cigar? You're probably not. It's hard to get a week, especially if you're you're busy, but um, explore some differences uh, sizes. Um, uh, one of the cool things that I think is happening this fall is I think there's a lot of special packaging coming out with different sizing from Tatawahe. Um, well, I know he's coming out with some stuff. I don't know if Crown Heads is, but yep. I know I heard about it. I don't know the specifics, but I think there's a Christmas uh, package. Like, what, what do they call the Christmas package? Like, 31 days of Christmas, 25 days of Christmas? I don't know about that. And there's that. a different size cigar in every know, one of them. And well, I don't know if it's Crown Heads, but somebody was telling me well, about that. Well, that's cool. Day. I don't know about that. The thing I'm most stoked about, well, two... Actually, you know what? I, there's a bunch of cigars I'm stoked about that are coming out, and they're all going to fall in the same kind of people we always kind of talk about, so get over here. 
uh, crown heads, of course, right? Calaveras, 21. Yep. That's Pe Pepin. Seems like we've been it. waiting for that. Pepin blended it again, so we're talking to Nicaraguan Puro, and I do believe this will be the next Calaveras tattoo on the arm. This may be the one that does it. Um, but uh, in that, inside with crown heads as well as Luciano and Ace Prime, you've got the sergeant coming out. You've got the La Patassière coming out, which is a little. Uh, you can give me some if you want mine. The La Patassière. La Patassière. I think it means passenger, but I'm not okay, sure. Whatever. Not, whatever. Uh, but that's super cool. That's a little Pantella with a little pigtail. It's got like a nude brown foot label on it, much like the Buckeye Yellow Rose, um, Tennessee Waltz, things like that. But the biggest thing uh, next to, and I think this is big for any monster fan is this monster series that's coming out in october it's a thir 13 count box with one of each of the original face sizes of every monster released in the box right so you know how you get like the skinny monster collection yeah. or the cazadoras collection now you've got the face collection it's going to have one of each size in the box of the original face cigar size of the cigar so when he originally put the box out, they're gonna, whatever that size cigar mm -hmm. is, when he originally put them out, that's what there's gonna be one of each. That's what one of each monster. That's what's in the box. Wow. Yeah. So which is, which is, which is really, really exciting because someone like me, like I've been looking around forever. Uh, the face is probably my favorite skinny, mo my favorite monster, right? And I have, I've actually had friends and people find people with face boxes and I think I've said this before, the amount of money they want for it, it's like, dude, you do understand, like, when I buy this box, we're going to open it, and if there's two or four of my buddies sitting around me, four of those cigars are gone that quick. Like, it's that, it's, it's over. All right, four are gone, which means there's 12 left, six, 12 left in the box. You know, they're only 18-count yeah. boxes, you know? So, um, so I can't do that. But now this is going to come out, and I can finally smoke it. I don't want to sit on them and hold them forever. Um, you know, if I can buy two or three boxes, it'd be cool to smoke through one and hold one for the next Halloween or whatever, you know, things like that. But um, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about. Uh, and then there's there's going to be some fun stuff. Oh, I actually smoked a Fuente yesterday that I really liked. Wow. Yeah, it's the uh, Don Carlos. That's some news. It's the Don Carlos Especial. It's a sun-grown Cameroon. Actually really now, good. Now, tell everybody what, when you say Cameroon, what, what African tobacco. African. Yeah. So anything you hear describing what's in a, a, a cigar and they say Cameroon, that's that's tobacco grown in Africa. Sure. Yes. Just like everything else, right? Yes. Technically, yeah. yes. Probably more well, than Well, if it's grown in Nicaragua, it's a Nicaragua. And if it's grown in Africa, well, it's a so Cameroon. Here's, here's the weird thing about how cigars get Amazon, classified, Amazon, it's Amazon. Right? Well, here's Why the not African? About how cigars get classified, right? So the Cohiba M is technically a United States Puro. Because, just because the tobacco, the, the, the Puro registration to the cigar goes where the cigar is put together, aged, and sold from. Not where all the tobaccos come from, right? So with that M being done, and it'll tighten the bronze, all the tobaccos were brought here, rolled here, aged here, boxed here, shipped here, that's a United States Puro, right? The thing with Cameroon is Cameroon has kind of become like Connecticut. Is that a region in Africa? Cam yeah. Cameroon, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it's just one of the most fertile places there, and you can grow all kinds of crazy shit, right? Well, I knew that. But I just thing, for our listeners. I'm just oh, trying yeah, to get you're right. The thing is, is <laughs> you got to play it out. Play, play yeah. it to your finger, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing is, is like much like with Connecticut, right? 
So when Connecticut Wrapper came out, it was it still is the most expensive leaf on the market, right? Um, not everybody could get it. So what did you do? You took the seed varietal, you went to Ecuador, and you grew it because it's the closest shade you could get to that Connecticut, right? Cameroon, Amazonian tobacco, right? Bahamian tobacco, like through Greycliff, a lot of it's grown in Dominican Republic now. It's seed, right? So yes, it is Cameroon seed, right? There's a lot of cigars. Like AJ's been doing this uh, this Cuban release stuff where legitimately he's bringing seed from Cuba, right? Not seedling, not plant, bringing seed from Cuba, planting it in Condega, growing it out, and it's Cuban seed grown in Condega, Nicaragua, right? But that cigar is still a Nicaraguan Puro. One, because you can't say that it's Cuban because you can't sell it, right? But it still works that way. So a lot of people who maybe listen to us when you talk about these regions where some of the greatest tobacco um, is grown, uh, a lot of it is um, very, um, obviously it's all about the soils and that, but it's like a lot of times where uh, volcanic um, areas yeah. where, and the ground's very fertile and that, and I can't think of a more fertile volcanic area than the fucking Hawaiian Islands. Well, that's why. And do most of the people know that you spent, you know, you were like, yo. <laughs> Long I don't even know if that was. No, you I know, never, they don't yo. do yo. They don't do yo in, Southern in California, bro. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know what the shit they do in Hawaii, but he was uh, 14 years here. And yeah. you know we got to do a trip to Hawaii. But um, what a, I would think so there could be some great tobacco coming is. out of Hawaii. There is. Um, the Kauai Tobacco Company. Um, uh, originally what they were doing was I believe their rolling factory was in the Dominican Republic but all the tobacco was grown on the Big Island and the Island of Kauai and then they would pick it and send it to be rolled boxed and everything just didn't have the facilities for it oh. as of 2018 I think all Hawaiian tobacco that is rolled for the Kauai company is still grown on the Big Island Hawaii and Kauai picked, processed, rolled and manufactured right there so there is Hawaiian tobacco. And the biggest thing when people say that, like, well, how can you grow tobacco in other places like Connecticut? I'm like, okay, anybody that's, if you've been in any kind of agricultural class or, you know, there's a lot of marijuana smokers out there, you use nitrogen to pump the plant, right? Right? Nitrogen, you have to, it's, it's very dense. If you could take sulfur or magnesium um, and plow up a farm in the middle of, of South City, and just pump it into the ground for 10 years, you can grow whatever the hell you want in it because of the nutrient value. And that's what it is, right? So it's when you look at the country of Nicaragua, the Dominican Republic, Honduras, um, Peru, like some of the greatest, most unique tobacco in the world is grown in Peru on the side of a goddamn vol dormant volcano, right? The reason you don't hear so much about it is again, it's expensive for another reason. It's not like you see everywhere where you're walking down rows of tobacco fields and the barn is right there and the plant's right there and this and that. No, man, it's almost like Colombian jungle trying to hide the coke. You're, you're up the mountain yeah. trying to pick it. And this, this scale is very wrong, right? But if a regular tobacco plant's this big and the leaves on it are about that big, Peruvian tobacco is about this big and the leaves are about that big. They're like stumpy little dwarf plants, but their they're, they're leaves on it, they still have the same... Um, um, forget the word. Trocaderos of leaves, right? So you still have Viso Seco and Lajero, but they're like this close to each other. Whereas on a you know six and a half foot plant, you can clearly see the different division of the leaves. 
Now this is my crazy mind running here now. So in the future, what do you see some sort of collaboration with um, um, a THC like weed and like cigars actually coming out where they've blended some um, well some THC plants. I mean, I don't know exactly. What'd you get a little bitty bit? Stung me. <laughs> That's probably a little sweat pee, buddy. <clears throat> anyway, do you see a collaboration with some t uh, tobacco and, and having now? You know, we all know about the blunts; they make them themselves. But do right. you see that in the future someday? So, because yeah, it's two-sided, right? It's two. Five, six years from now, maybe the the United States has finally gone nationwide. It's legal and whatever. And God, the coll collaborations with cigars and that I mean that would be interesting it go, it, it, there's two answers to that right uh, it's already been done once uh, Jossam Crawl JSK Cigars uh, I believe they re released the Dougie uh, which had THC in the cigar obviously it couldn't be sold anywhere right the biggest issue we face right now right is we're kind of throwing infused tobacco under the bus to get the FDA to leave us the hell alone right and that's already right. a problem right now right now just with flavoring now, and infusions. Now, take and, THC. Oh, that's going to be a huge And problem. attempt to do that, right? Then you'll have, you know, because it's not, it's still not, it's federally legal, right? But state governments can still control legislation on, you know, state regulations and everything like that. If you do that, you're going to invite a world of, of government agencies and things we don't need to deal with into the cigar industry. And then what you'll do is you're going to cause a divide inside cigar lounges, right? Because, yeah. like I've said, I, I'm, I, I've, I think we're purists. I'll consider that, right? I, I have nothing wrong with anybody that wants to smoke weed, eat weed, whatever. I'm, I'm an edible guy. It's cool, right? And I'm, I'm an edible guy. I've, I've been involved in THC for three years, right? Whatever. It doesn't matter. But when it comes to cigars, and, I've, and I, I say this, and this is not against anybody that smokes infused cigars. I don't think you should infuse cigars. I Just don't. so they know, when you talk infused cigars, name the infused cigars. I'm like, talking. I'm talking every range of it, right? From tobacco to acid to deadwood to Tatianas to uh, moon CAO moon trances and flavors. Yeah, because there's a lot of people out there that probably don't. They're smoking their asses off in acid, and they don't know that it's an infused. Well, cigar. and here's and here's the the one and, thing. And just the word infuse is a problem right there too. Right. The the one thing about acid is like where where they where they are above the rest is that cigar without the seasoning is still 100% natural grown tobacco. Right. Nothing's added to it but the seasoning of the wrapper. Right. That's it. That's it. If you peel the wrapper off the cigar and smoke it, it doesn't taste like an acid, right? Because the seasoning is just on the wrapper. So that's where they're a little different, but they are in that market. And if you smoke that, hell yeah, I'll still sit next to you. I'll buy you a couple. Let's smoke together. I don't care. Where it becomes an issue, right? I hate the smell of, of marijuana. It stinks. Yeah. Okay? And I know a lot of people hate the smell of a cigar. It stinks. If you're sitting, and, and I've, I've actually proven this in a lounge with somebody because there are a bunch of people were watching this happen. Sitting in a lounge, 30, 40 people smoking cigars, and one person lights a cigarette. You smell it immediately. I'm like, hell It cuts no. through everything you yeah. smell. Okay. Have a couple people sitting in the corner. And then what happens with THC is it's much like alcohol and handling yourself I in public. I get what you're saying, man. Right? And if, if, now, nobody can get drunk and handle themselves accordingly 100% of the time, right? That's what it does, okay? 
THC is totally different. You have some people that can handle it way better than anybody else, and you have some people that the minute it touches their lips, they're giggly, they're falling asleep. Same way with Mad Dog. You can't. Some you people can't can handle yeah. Mad Dog. Some people can't. You you start creating that divide, inviting those kinds of situations and issues, and what that will do is it may be legal and it might pass and it might surge in the industry, but you will see cigar lounges disappear. Because then, okay, let's talk cigar bars, right? It's hard enough to get someone to let you sell tobacco to someone who's old enough to drink yeah. in the same location. Now sell them THC with alcohol, you know what I mean? Well, why is there this big push? And, and I'm just gonna say, from early on in my career with cigars, I got hooked up with Lars Teton. And Lars Teton, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Lars Teton, I'm saying early. Uh, he was the first. I, I want to say, uh, like maybe 2005, somewhere in there. And I could be years off, but I don't think too bad. I started smoking some large Teton cigars, and they had a very unique, um, not like vanilla or strawberry or any of this bullshit. It was almost like an oil. Um, you know, like natural oils that, you know, guys wear and women wear and that. And it was very enjoyable smell to be around. And I yeah. remember smoking them. People are like, wow, what do you... Well, a lot of people really like cigar smell. Yep. Way better than, um, like, cigarette. I don't know who likes cigarette. But it, they just stink. Yeah. And my opinion, yeah, I'm, I'm not like against. Yeah, I'm not cigarettes. telling anyone to quit smoking cigarettes. But cigarettes I'm just saying, and when I would smoke them, people were like, wow, I, I've never been around where I enjoyed that smell that's coming off your cigar. And Lars had that, and I, I thought it was fantastic. Well, eventually, um, acid came along, and I, and as much as we know about acid cigars, we're not around a lot of guys that smoke acid cigars. Well, we. We are a little bit, but and you, you smell them. But here's the here's the thing that makes even again like with acid and infused cigars. I don't smell someone smoking an acid. You smell someone light an acid. When the flame initially hits the wrapper before the moisture of your lips gets on it and combustion changes and all that, you smell the immediate release. It's like a tiki torch, right? Yeah. When you light it, you smell the fumes from the tiki fluid. But then it's burning all night, and unless you walk right up next to it and stick your nose next to it, you're not smelling the fumes off of it, you know? Um, and then the other thing, too, is, is I mean, the lounges that we're in, especially lit, and, and you know, and, and again, St. Louis is very uh, unique. It, we've got a lot of options in St. Louis. You go to some of these other towns, and there's really, I mean, even Kansas City, for example. I mean, La Cachero, there's probably two or three places if you're very, and I'm talking mostly in the winter time when it's too damn cold to hang outside but there's just not a lot of options unless you've got outdoor seating where you can smoke that's where it becomes a little more prevalent but um i don't know man st louis is pretty damn lucky oh we're, we're pretty spoiled. damn spoiled because we we've dude. got a lot of options here in st louis yeah but um anyway yeah with all that that's how, that's how i feel about that it's just it's gonna happen you know people have <laughs> As far as a sales market, I don't know. It, it may end up being an online thing. Like I could see that happening, but then you'll see uh, you'll see cigar lounge just putting you know notes out like, hey, no THC infused cigars inside, you know things like that, right? Because then you got to talk about that contact high shit, right? 
How much of that's true, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, but if it is, if we're sitting there just having a regular cigar, two guys behind us are puffing it, the wind's coming our way, and all of a sudden... Well, the feeling. bottom line, they're never going to control everything. No, they won't. We're always going to be in a room where people are doing their things, and but that's always been like that. That's why I always thought it was crazy when me and my wife took our first trip to Colorado, and unspeknownst to me, I wasn't even thinking about it, and I'm in Aspen, we're having dinner. I look at my wife, I'm like, holy shit, weed, weed and everything's uh, legal here. Right. And then we started going to bars, because like when we were in St. Louis, you know, you go to a bar, you're having a great time, you know there's four or five people hiring a kite, having a great time in a bar, yeah. and you can kind of pick them out, because you're usually having a damn good time, they're chilling, whatever, but then when you get to Colorado, everybody's chilling, yeah. and <laughs> having a good time. Everybody's and I hadn't really thought about it. I was like, man, for the first time, I'm in a state where probably everybody's chilling, in here and having a good time. It was it was kind of a cool deal to be in Aspen, be in the mountains, and kind of realize that was going on. Because, I mean, come on, man. Colorado is a freaking cool place to be and hang out in the mountains because I'm kind of a mountain guy. Right. Now I'm kind of a farm lake guy. More lowlander right now. But anyway, <laughs> it was a yeah. good good uh, time out there. Yeah, that, yeah. That'll, be, that'll be interesting to see how, how that grows for sure. I think that's the same thing with like THC and alcohol. They've been talking about that for for a while, man. I mean, you know, infusing it into so much is that uh, you've heard of Sweetwater beer, right? Yeah. So they've got the 420 strain stuff. Now there is no THC in it, right? But when that beer comes out of the tap, you can smell skunk. Oh, like it is there. You can, and they have a they have a milk uh, like a milk stout. Uh, I know they have an IPA. Um, it's called 420 Strain. It's a series of their beers. I don't, I don't know how. I know that obviously there's no THC in it because you couldn't legally sell it, but somehow they get it to smell like weed. It's, it, it's, you know, it comes out of the tap. You smell it. It's potent, you know. So it, people are pushing it. It's gonna happen, you know. Well, I think we take a break. We're just about uh, 15 minutes into our deal. We're gonna take a break and have uh, Janine. Um, uh, drop us down our next gig and uh, and then we'll be right back because we've played this five brothers and I got another one we can put on here and we will be right back all right we'll be right back guys stay tuned all right everybody we're back um, we'll let the cowboy kind of talk about this next bottle we got um, well <laughs> we're burning through the cigars man everything's going good we were just talking he's having a little kind of cooking issue over here with this premium so I don't even know where there's hard, dude. There's kind of a somewhere in here. There's a nugget or two holding the draw up a little on it. Um, but we this is a go-to again. The Melody Brothers. This is a bourbon that um, it is not a um, a bottle and bond, but this is probably a twenty-dollar bottle that I want to say. And I don't have my cheaters bottled, bottled in Charles Medley Distillery, Fairfield, California. Which I'm just telling you, I I'll do some uh, distilled in Kentucky though, so it's, it's whatever. Somebody's I, I want to say uh, I'm fairly confident this is uh, Heaven Hill, but the juice is amazing, and I always try to tell you guys we have big name bottles on here, unicorns and that, but this Melody Brothers, I actually have a 100 proof Melody that has been 
out of um, has been discontinued for a hundred or a um, I want to say six seven years. It cost me about a hundred dollars. I got it at uh, a vintage bourbon shop. Nice. Um, and I knew because I enjoyed this so damn much. But this is smooth, and I'll tell you guys where to get it. Captain Z's has it, and uh, which is down there. Telegraph. Telegraph, right? Uh, there's a Walmart there, right before you go over that JB Bridge. Uh, Jefferson Barracks Cemetery is right there. Right. right cemetery. And that's actually cool too, because if you're coming, is that you can say that the South, like Illinois side? Yeah, like, it's like you take 270 all the right way around the horn. If you're coming up 255. The second you cross the Missouri state line over that bridge, you'll go past one exit, look right, you'll see the, the cemetery, and then the for next exit is Telegraph Road. Hop on there and go down two minutes to your right, and you'll see Captain Z's. And it's look across up, from the police station. Yeah, Captain Z's has our cigars. They got a great humidor. And this guy's pricing is, uh, I mean, untouched, I think, in St. Louis. He's got a great thing going there. And he carries Melody Brothers. Um, and a lot of the bibs that we have on here, and they're reasonable. And I always try to talk about stuff that's, man, you can get a, a, a good cigar and, you know, a bottle of, of something really good that'll last you a little while for 20 bucks. Yeah. Melody Brothers is another one of those that are fantastic. And it has this, what's really kind of weird is this label is totally old school with about, I don't know, five guys, which is pretty funny. Right, five brothers. We got five, five brothers <laughs> and now we got five guys. And um, it says this is their heritage collection. And on the top, there's this crazy little thing, Heart of the Run. I have no idea. But they've got kind of um, oh, it's from um, pot to barrel. Um, yeah. I love the heart, from the heart of the run still, pot from still. pot still to the barrel. Yeah. Um, the Melody Brothers, and it is a fantastic bourbon. It's right there with um, old granddad bonded um, the Heaven Hills that we've talked about. Um, J T Brown, JT Brown. All, all, all of these guys um, that we've had on here. Uh, recently, I, I think not too long ago, we had uh, number six, the green label from Heaven Hill. Yeah. But these all fall into this 20 to $25 range that if you guys can grab them, I guarantee you, you think about the podcast that we had shared with you guys. These are, are stand-up good bourbons that I, guys, I think you guys will like. Anyway, that is kind of crazy, though. We're talking five brothers and five dudes. You know, that is, I didn't even is think Is it the about same five dudes? <laughs> There's faces no, on both. But anyway. Maybe they, they're older. I know I've been out of the picture, but the, Shapir, I the, Sha the Shapira brothers. We got David, Ed, Gary, George, and Mose. And we got Ben, John, Edwin, Wathan, and Tom. But it's their dads. That's old. They got the uh, Kentucky bow tie. That's what that thing's called, right? That that the, the boa? No, that Colonel Sanders wears in the Kentucky oh. bow tie. I don't. I never knew it was called the Kentucky bow tie. Maybe that might be a the sex Colonel Sanders might be a sex movie. It's just like a ribbon, and you tie a bow in it and let yeah, it hang. It's not a, a bola, like a cowboy tie, right? But, or a bow tie, or a bow right. tie. It's like uh, you know, it's like when all these these hipsters went to skinny ties, they just extended that one down and put a fucking heart in the middle of it. And I can say that because I don't wear a tie. So shut up. Well, I did for seventeen years. I was in sales. And then the bourbon cowboy just came out of you me. You know the only time I'll have a tie on for 17 years? 
uh, for funerals? No, after I'm dead, 17 years, I'll oh. still be a tie-on. I'm not wearing a tie to a funeral. I'll put a... It's not even worth it. But I think we've been a little more lax. You know, back in the 50s, 40s, and 50s, everybody. I mean, you woke up, you put your suit on, you go to work. Dude, you know I was watching, uh, Uh, I caught an episode of... uh, Mama Beaver's got her pearls going, washing the dishes uh, in the deal. Not an episode. Um, Good, not good fellas. Um, Broxdale was on the other day, right? And... There's this scene where De Niro comes down to get his son after he meets what's-his-name, right? And they go up, and, like, his dad works in, like, delivery service or something. And Mom is in a full dress, pearls, hair done, makeup on, those yellow gloves washing dishes. Kind of like it. He comes back from from working, right? And he's got Italian leather shoes on, suit pants, suspenders, a white shirt, and a tie driving a delivery truck. And says, where's the beaver? Yeah. Uh, shit, I have an applause and, uh, button. Wait, I have an applause button. That's why I'm so kind of like it all. <laughs> Did you pause it? No, I hit the applause button. Oh, the applause button. Well, I'm just saying, I like it, man. If I come home and my oh, wife's shit. got dialed up and she's got pearls and shit and she's all dialed up, that's what I'm going to say. If where's I come the, home, my honey, wife's all where's dialed the beaver? up doing dishes with gloves on. Because we always watch the, you know, the beaver sometimes. <laughs> What's Andy Griffith and all that shit? It's hilarious, man. You know, but to think about that, right? And then, I guess I'll be a little hypocritical here too, right? I think it's fun to dress up. You know, it'd be cool I to throw, throw a jacket on. I'm not wearing a tie, but I'll wear slacks, tuck my shirt in, get the nice shoes on, do all that, and go sit down. People ask me all the time. They're like, you know, I get asked this like working in cigar shops, and and the furthest you see me is a polo tucked into jeans in the winter, or sometimes I'll throw on slacks, right? But they're like. Yeah, I look at people that come in and and they look great, man. Like dialed in suit, you know, obviously fitted for them. It looks really good. Fitted, but then when they Shit's sit like down, sprayed on. It's all when it's they, all silky, when tight, they sit stretchy. Down, now you know you got to take your jacket off. You got to worry about where it's at, right? But then if you sit down too long and you get to the drink and your sleeves are rolled up, your tie gets all discombobulated, your shirt's all coming out in the back, the stays aren't working anymore, and the crease in your pants is gone. You came in looking like nines. You left looking like nuns, dude. Well, <laughs> did you ever see that in Mad Men? I, I think those guys work through it. I think they. Plus, yeah, but if you if got you enough do, martinis hey, and shit hey, going, you don't worry about hey, that. If at you the told end, me I can go to work all day in a suit and drink whenever I wanted at my desk, and lunch and dinner every day was oysters and whiskey, how I'm much where, more productive would it be? I, I'd be Elon Musk. I'd be at Mars already. I'd have an Eiffel Tower on Mars. On the top of it, waving to somebody. What, did you get a little uh, nibble on a little... Yes, and my little belly button. A here. little sunfish, because well, you're kind of a hairy beast. Hey. hey. Thank God uh, they're not jumping out. I haven't had my treatment. <laughs> Thank God they're not jumping out at your beard. Uh, not, uh, your beard. I'll tell oh, you what. big guy. There's a big one. That'd be fantastic if we actually saw one jump out of the water and try to snag his beard. Maybe well, we should put like some lures on it or some shit. Hang lures Tie some balls. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's no, funny. but I wonder about that. You know, like you see, you see them coming, and it's cool. Like I've, we've done it. I've, I've done it. You know, dressed up and go out, and um, I love it. But man. nobody, I've never seen someone tie on jacket. Like you always see them. This is why you know, like movies and interviews are bullshit. 
Because you always see them sitting in the chair with their legs crossed, shoes are polished, they're smiling, smoking, and you can see that collar slowly choking the life out of them with that tie on, right? I've never seen anyone sit comfortably without pulling the jacket off, undoing the neck button, letting the tie out a little, kicking it back, doing it. You know, it's like when you're at dinner and you see someone eating in a full suit. I'm like, I can't be comfortable. Now, if it's been your whole career and you're used to it, I get that. If it's a cool ass, well, and and now shit ain't cool suits. Then. Shit ain't tight anymore, man. It's all stretchy. Like everything, I love your it. shirt, everything stretchy. Like these guys, I'm almost like, wow, that guy. You can his ass is tight, his balls are tight. That it's guy. tight down to his ankles. That I guy. mean, shit. That guy was. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I know who you're thinking about. Gentlemen, gentlemen, please say something. Your jacket to you. used to be loose, right? You know, you go to your your gal and she'd fit it. Now that button has to be tight, and I'm like, well, I get it. So we're all good. Yeah, I don't. And and most guys, when you get a little older. And even if you're a workout guy, man, and your core is really tight and big and you got a lot of muscle, you're gonna have a, a good core there. Go ahead, man, tight, uh, snag that button because you're in fashion right now, man. Oh, for no, and that's what I'm saying. They, yeah. they look amazing, man. They look, I've said the same thing about, about, about women when they go out, right? You know, when a woman puts a dress on and everything is looking great, it looks amazing, right? I like the go-go boots, but, too, But man. can they, like, is it really honestly comfortable for them to sit that way for hours on end? And, like, it amazes me that women walk on heels. I'm just going to throw that shit out there. Like, I don't know how. The, the Stella, what is they? A Stella? I got Jack, dude. We're I'm going to have to put some fish <laughs> repellent on him before he gets in anymore, man. Um... Or maybe we just hang some lures on you and we're catching fish during the podcast, man. Oh, we got a bluegill. Hold on, pull it off his belly button. I'm waiting on a we got a, a lure. <laughs> um, Caught dinner. But uh, I'm just curious, man. I like it. But yeah. it, it's cool. It means it's still cool to dress up and go do it, man. And, you know, it's it's fun. But that's one thing I got to say about cigar lounges and, and uh, you know, like ex executive bars is what they're called, like high-class bars now. You've noticed the dress code has changed drastically. It's all lax now. It's, it's, Everything's it's still casual so work. business casual, that term, right? But I think that term's been broken down because business can mean many different things, right? You, you know, I'm a huge Dixon supporter. I'm, all my clothes are Dixon, right? <laughs> Danny that owns Dixon is tattooed from ear to toe, right? Always has a flat build snapback on. His shirts look great, and he's got slacks and Vans or Chuck Taylors on, right? That's his business casual. That man owns a couple Lamborghinis and Bentleys, okay? Right? Whereas business casual for, you know, me, I consider, well, I guess it's considered golf. Business casual for me is I'll, you know, I'll wear a nice button down, not tuck it in. I want wingtips and jeans or or, or, pant, or suit pants, you know, or you've got the polo tucked in, you got your clean belt on, and, you know, you're good to go. Right. Right? I think that's, that's laxed a lot. A lot. Because you go to some of these, uh, uh, Crest's Steakhouse in uh, Crest, 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 you know what I'm talking about? It's down there in Ladue. That no. old Italian steakhouse. I probably haven't been there. Oh, uh, well, when you go in, it looks like a scene out of Goodfellas. Like, it's not changed at all, right? Huh. But when you go in there, on on their, uh, I think it's their first show, right? Because I've seen people in there in flip-flops and shit. Like, I've been in there in flip-flops and shit, so. I'm a flip-flop guy. you walk in there. On the table, it says services have the right to be denied if suit jacket does not match pants. Oh. Like, 
it used to be dialed in. So they Literally have the ability to say, "Hey, dude, uh, we're not feeling your matching." Yeah. And I think that's an open clause for some just total goof who comes in there like the dude, and he's like, "Oh man, yeah, white Russian." <laughs> <laughs> and he's in his Walter. Pajamas. He's in his pajamas and whatever. Yeah, that's true. You could have that, but um, no, that's interesting, man. It's really cool how. And another thing that I think is unique is now I'm not a huge like basketball shoe guy. Like I like Steph Curry shoes. I thought I've shown you a few pairs of those that I have. Yeah, but I like them because the way they actually fit your foot. Right? I don't know if you ever put a pair of Jordans on. No, they are very uncomfortable. I don't know why people walk around them. They're not comfortable. Um, I mean, if I put a pair of basketball shoes on, I'm like, where where am I going with these? Right. But, the moon? But, I mean, I don't know. But I you just, see some of these high-profile athletes, actors, you, Elon Musk, right? Big businessmen. They'll be in a three-piece suit with Jordans or clean, very rare basketball shoes on that the stitching matches the accessories they're wearing. Yeah, well, that's and they're they're going out and they're getting into places that you know. You I'm not gonna rip into. on anybody's style, no, really, because as long unique. as it looks cool, I'm cool with it's it. It's super. It's just really cool to see how it's progressed in different areas. You know, I was actually uh, talking with um, uh, Brian from Lit, you know, our locker spot, and he we went to a, a dinner a while a while ago. He had cufflinks on his shirt and his and his shirt unbuttoned. I was like, dude, that is, I love I love that, love it. Yeah. I've got cufflinks, right? And I asked him when he was throwing the shirt on, I was like, you got cufflinks? He showed me his cufflinks. Baller out there, little cigars, like super fucking cool. Um, a gangster-ass shirt, just super cool stitching, like, you know, that that solid pressed collar. And then, like, when you put the cufflink in, it was like the, the um, cuff that folded up and looked flush and stayed pressed the whole time you wore it. Super clean shirt, right? But untucked. And it looked phenomenal. And I'm like, well, I got cufflinks. I'm like, well, I, I could do like I could do that. I just in the winter, I wear my shirt down and put the cufflinks on. And this is our fa- out, this is our fashion yeah section right here. Yeah, we're doing that. But then they got this company now called uh, um, Scooby Drew had on called Untucked. And Untucked makes it's like I mean they take dress dress shirt designs from I probably can't name. Uh, uh, I know exactly Ralph what you're doing. They started hype, about right? two, three years ago. But they've designed Untucked the shirt. shirt. Like, des- you don't need it tucked yeah, in. Yeah, they've designed it, still it looks good. to stay stiff and flat, and it's not super long in your torso. Because you remember old school dress shirts, right? Well, the old tuck, not tucked, was cigar kind of uh, old guy uh, shirts. Quite various, yeah. You know, rounded, whatever, rounded, and, you know... Gave you the three or four inch, so you know it yeah. makes you look good and whatever. I have a couple of those. You've seen them. The yeah. White, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but it's it's really cool how how back to our like dress code and what we were talking about like that that thing kind of class. I think it's super unique, man. I think it's. I want if you look at it. Um, some guys can kill it in a suit. I think some dudes should look into that other aspect and play around a little bit. I think you know, we I can't do it. kill it in a suit. I look like a fucking robot in a suit. I think you're wrong. I think you look great. Well, thank I think you. we'll figure it out. Put yeah. a few like bow tie the the. There's you and then the other the the shit. We can figure something out. The, the shit you made my. Beard. I just never did. Did like, you just say the shit? We'll figure. Well, something like your second my, guy, my like the beard, like you and then the beard, like you're, you're two, like two guys. You're with you, and then 
have you ever noticed how like um i saw this interview with uh um keith richards and he had all of his hair natty hair all rubber band up and i'm like whoa what the hell's up with that shit and he went with like some sort of natty rubber band hair look or whatever i didn't really care for that but i enjoy everybody trying to create a different style for themselves and look cool and whatever I think, I think Maybe we fantastic. should have a little fucking party and um, dial it all in on all the shit we're talking about. I got the perfect venue, and we could do that. That'd be cool. So anyway, how are you? Uh, what do you? The Melody Brothers is going it's good. It's going good. Yeah, we should cheers this. We haven't cheers. Yeah, this yeah. This is yeah. Good. I think it was. Uh, fantastic. This this med is it Melody or Medley? Medley. Medley, Medley Brothers. Brothers. Now, I don't think we've ever had this on the podcast, but we had this one of the times you came back from Cass's house. I could have sworn we I want to support Cass here a little bit. If you guys are in the St. Louis market, I think he's in some Illinois. Is he in the Illinois stores? No. He, wine? No, Paul Candles? Cass? Yeah. Oh, his his candles. What he does is, is um, he takes all these uh, reclaimed candles or uh, bottles that we're throwing out, and he makes candles out of them, and he's got them. Like all your favorite bottles of bourbon, he has them all in all the Total Wine and More places. Yeah, so he has an Etsy store, but what I want to say to all you guys local to the St. Louis area or Missouri area, if you're in a Total Wine, you always find it. It's always where like the gift bags and boxes are between the wine and the start of the bourbon. All those different candles, uh, from Peerless to New Rift to Rare to Blanton's, blah, 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 Anything blah, 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 blah. you can think of. He There's does those candles. And I think they're roughly around $25. About 25 bucks. Some yeah. of the, like the rare glass, like uh, I got that um, uh, Stave One First Barrel New Riff candle. Right. Was like 40 bucks, right? Because he probably had to pay for that bottle. Right. You know what I mean? Um, super sweet. If you ever come out to lit all the candles we're burning up there, that's a partnership with uh, Paul Cass. Um, that's pretty cool. So that that's cool to talk about. I like that. I do too. Um, but this and he's a great really friend good. of the podcast. And literally, we should pick a time, and maybe it's the next time we come down here. We have uh, Cass on because he's been wanting to come on the podcast, and the guy's got a well of information. Yeah. This yeah. guy, like the tobaccoist that uh, Mark is, this guy um, has been around the bourbon industry for a long time. He's fantastic. And again, I want to thank him for the five brothers. We'll have him on the podcast. Well, is he is he the reason that we have we had that? What do we th- chalk it up to? Like sixty three year old Weller from that fair in Virginia. That bottle you had the wow. no Heaven oh. Hill Heaven Hill. Sorry, old Fitz the old Fitz oh, bottle. Okay, so that story came through another friend of mine who uh, Johnny Diamond who uh, is uh, friends with uh, uh, me and, and Paul Swanstrom, um, his, father, uh, his father-in-law had passed. And I want to say he was, I think you're right, in, in Virginia, and um, had, well, had, just, had, had remember- a small collection and had this 35-year-old bottle of Old Fitzgerald, and they gave Cass the um, the Wild Turkey collection, right. and I got the Old Fitz, and we actually got to drink out and of a thirty-five bottle. Well, it was it, it was, was at a canner. It was at a canner, but it from was Wisconsin. Twelve years old, and it's been thirty-five years since he got it. Yes. So we were like, so technically, liquid in bottle, it's what is it? And we did a small old? drill hole and poured it, <laughs> and I capped it again, and we all drank it. It was amazing. 
It was good. It was, it was actually, amazing. you know, it, it, it kind of, you know what, again, and this is actually something to bring up. I know we're kind of referencing a past episode, but someone asked me the other day, uh, Saturday night, I was helping this guy with his humidor. Um, and guys, there are a lot of people out there that do YouTube shows and reviews and stuff that know just as much as me, if not a shit ton more than me. Um, but please don't ever click on the first video or read the first thing you see and think that it's the, the rule of cigars because it may end up ruining a lot of your stuff, man. Um, and I'm not saying come to me because don't. But uh, We like to, you know. Uh, we just like to go from the hip. But this guy was asking me. explore with he, our customers what we're drinking or smoking. He was telling me, we, he saw my, my crown heads tattoos. And he was like, oh, you're a crown heads guy. And he goes, I was like, yeah. He's like, well, I've got some uh, Mason Dixons that I've had since the pre-release. And I've never opened the box. He goes, well, how are they? And the first thing I said, you want to get rid of the box? He said, no. So, well, that ended there, right? But um, he goes, well, I'm just going to hold them uh, till my son turns 18. That's in about 12 more years. And I went, he goes, are they still going to be the same? I'm like, I'm going to tell you right now, me and my buddies uh, smoked a Mason Dixon about a month ago uh, from original release box from Crown Heads. Um, it was very good. Um, but there's this thing that happens in tobacco called marrying of, of, of flavors, right? Um, cigars over time. Uh, they do have a, a pinnacle lifespan. Cigars do. Um, you know, and, and as we get more and more invested in tobacco and as tobacco grows and the, and the popularity of it keeps going, uh, older age tobaccos are used in the cigars. And what I'm getting at is there is an put age on, limit. back in the hole. An day. age limit to cigars. They do marry out. I think whiskey does the same thing, right? Now, this bottle that we drank out of it was not a blow your mind, holy shit expansion of flavor, but it was like this memory of what it was, right? None of the flavors were super hot. They weren't super there. They weren't popping all over the place. But as you drank it down, being old Fitch drinkers that we are, it was like, oh shit, like, okay. It's, it's like a memory of what was there. And I think bourbon, I think whiskey does the same thing. It will marry right. itself together over time. You know, it, that, that will happen. Um, that's what I thought was unique about that. So, uh, and I wasn't making any digs to anybody, man. Like, do your research, get your stuff together. But one thing I want to throw out there is if you buy a humidor that comes, a specified humidor, okay, because you know we're big Bovida supporters. I think it's probably the best thing that ever happened to cigars. Um, especially for people that aren't running, you know, towers and and you know sunk in the wall cabinets and stuff like that uh bovida is is the most amazing thing that's happened but if you buy a electric humidor that's got an electric hygrometer with a temperature controlled sealed system follow the directions of the equipment given to you do that don't uh you know don't rip everything out and do something else because it will not work when you're done all right I was out of the picture for a minute, but I'm back. He's we back. had our umbrella. Oh, okay, good. I'll be right there. Go for All right, it. we'll keep going. Yeah, I'll be right there. I'm going to help with this umbrella. We had a little so, rain come up. Well, uh, he's going to go work that out. That'll be good. Um, yeah, it's just interesting stuff, man. Um, but this Medley Brothers is really good. I do think that this is Heaven Hill Juice. Um, but it is kind of funny, like we said. You know, Medley Brothers has five guys on it, and then five brothers has five brothers, and... 
Um, they're they're unique, but it's good. So yeah, you can see us out here, Patreon. You guys are gonna see this. It's fantastic out here. Um, you know, being in the water, we got everything done today that needed to be done. Helped where the help was needed. That's all good. Uh, so now we're just hanging out, man. Um, it's been really good. I have enjoyed it. We'll snack real quick, sorry. Um, and uh, it's been great. So we talked earlier about things that are getting really exciting in the cigar industry and dive into this and we'll get the cowboy back when he gets down. They had an umbrella fall over, so you know we got to onset fixes, right? We don't have a set hand, so we got to do it ourselves. But big things coming, man. Um, one thing I want to shout out, you know, we we're talking about our locker sponsor, Lit, and I was talking about, um, you know, Brian's awesome cufflinks and the shirt style and shit like that. And then we were in that fashion thing and the way it blew out and all that. And uh, But Lit is now an ST DuPont retailer. Um, I think we got in, or I think Lit got in uh, five or six of the try. I don't know. Um, I'm not a huge DuPont guy. Like I've always been a mini guy. Um, and the Cowboy and I have talked about that. I like, you know, my minis, the mini SDs. These guys are really good. Um, but they're the, uh, oh, the name's going to escape me. But they're they're awesome lighters. They're some of the most durable um, and well-rounded, held-together lighters on the market. You can't really ignore that. Um, and now being an ST DuPont dealer, that's absolutely amazing. If you walk in there under the Larceny barrel pick, it's going to be sitting right there in the display case, which is dope. Um, you know, but great things coming in the industry, man. Um, you know, PCA had a low turnout this year based on previous shows, right? But I guess was kind of expected due to a number of things. Uh, the show actually changing from IPCPR to PCA. Leadership changes, invite changes, uh, involvees, no longer people involved things like that but then you've got the releases that are coming the people that are coming in the trips that are going to start happening uh reps getting back out on the road you know it's actually kind of in interesting for you guys that don't know um up until about two and a half three months ago a lot of the reps for the cigar companies were not on the road uh they had restriction restrictions against them um through management and company that due to the covid stuff you could not be traveling you know which i understand i mean i get it it's uh you know i've had a negative response about covid i'm not afraid to say that um i'm not a disbeliever or an anti-vax or anything like that but i do think that about 95 percent of the stuff that was fed to us was complete shit sandwich so but with all that to the side, it's really cool that, that as a community, I think, I'm not talking cigar community, okay? I know there's all kinds of craziness going on and we don't do politics, so I don't wanna get into that. But as the cigar community, um, during COVID in its height, you know the cigar industry was actually up, uh, an upscale percentage. Um, exact number, I'm not gonna be able to give an exact number because I'm not that detailed with uh, within the industry as to what those numbers are, but you can see it. Um, the more involvement that's happening in lounges, the more expressions that are coming through in lounges um, is very exciting to watch and to see. Um, you guys need to check out Bourbon and Blonde's podcast. Um, it's two local uh, ladies here from St. Louis that uh, they're very, oh, I got a dragonfly guys. Um, very involved in the bourbon area and everything like that. They just did a podcast at Lit with uh, Laurel from Macanudo. 
which was which was was awesome. I'm not gonna lie about that. The podcast was great. Uh, we're actually gonna have them on here very soon. We just gotta get some uh, scheduling worked out. You know, that's one of the things that I've always loved about our podcast and the way we've continued to do it. Um, and I, I hope that as we do this, you know, it's within our control, but we maintain it the entire time. Is I promise you, nothing other than the location and the day of the week are planned. And probably 90% of the time, that location changes. <laughs> it alters last minute. It pops in and out um, rather quickly. Um, but that's what's really fun about it. So we're excited. Everything is happening good with us. I hope you guys are enjoying this. Uh, speaking of the Patreon, you know, $3 a month, patreon.com slash craftapparel. We've got hats and shirts that are going up to you guys tonight. Um, those will be available to Patreon, patrons only, which, which will be really cool. Um, this cigar actually burning really well. I've really enjoyed it. It was kind of a bummer. Uh, you know, the Cowboys, you know, go to asylum was just, you guys wouldn't see it unless you're on the video. I don't know if you could hear him very much through the mic, but he was having a hell of a time drawing on that cigar. He was having crazy canoe issues. Um, and just the draw was horrible. And that's a beautiful thing about a man-made object, right? <laughs> you know? If every cigar was machine made and draw tested and boxed, you know, with a robot over at Ford Manufacturing or something, every cigar would be the same. Nothing would ever change. Everything would be all all said and good, and things would be great. But the beauty about a handmade object is, at any point in time, from the construction of that cigar to the boxing of that cigar to the shipping of that cigar to the secondhand shipping. So when it gets to the distributor, distributor then sends it to the retail account or to your address if you're ordering online or from a shop that offers online sales there's so many different hands that don't necessarily we already know that on average 15 to 20 different pairs of hands touch a cigar before it's labeled and put into a box right think about how many more sets of hands handle uh position move alter that box before it gets to you uh so odds that there might be a dud inside that box it's there, man. There's nothing you can really do about it. It's gonna happen. Um, but yeah, as far as as far as that goes, that's that. So we got a little overcast coming in now. You know, patrons can see that on the uh, the video here. Uh, the Cowboys hopping back in the water. Uh, I gotta tell you, I gotta shout out to anybody that does a solo podcast, man. It's a. Uh, I can understand why they plan things. You gotta pull stuff out of your ass. Keep conversation going. You bark now. I'll be pissed off. But. Yeah, everything's going great. Um, we are closer on the hooligan. Um, we've got some uh, preliminary artwork together. Cowboys back. Yeah. So we got some preliminary artwork together, and uh, I think we've got the blend. We should have this week the second, second, and third samples on it to re-smoke through them to make sure. Um, and that'll be pretty sweet. I'm stoked. I was talking about. Uh, the burn issue on the cigar and I talked about some PCA stuff. Yeah, we just like wanted that, to make sure everything was coolio. Like, you know, one try is not good enough. Let's get some more in there. And oh, make... well, no, I was talking about the burn issue on your cigar. What he's referencing oh. is when we had our, uh, the Italian open at the Legends, one of the carriers of the Cyclops, uh, this past, this past Monday, not a couple days ago, but last week, um, we got into the new samples and they both started out fantastic. We agreed. We loved the strength on it. Loved the lack thereof of body to it, which you'll understand once you smoke it. But my cigar burned perfectly the entire time, no issue. 
the Cowboys went through for about the first uh, inch or two fine and then had some crazy canoe issues and wrapper damage and things like that so what we're doing is we're re-smoking on them retesting through them just to make sure uh, again I talked about that handmade object thing right we don't want to put a product out there to you guys that you know if you get three five or ten of them in a pack eight are good and two explode on you because you know then you should have only got eight you know we don't want to run into that so I just lit up I was done with my uh the hell was I smoking? Asylum premium. Yeah, the Asylum. Uh, another one of mine is the uh, uh, Tatuaje Navitas Esteli. Nuevitas. Nuevitas? Nuevitas. Yeah. Nuevitas. Listen, dude, Esteli. I'm not Spanish. <laughs> not either. <laughs> Nuevitas, well, he's better at it than me, whatever the hell. But it's got like a green and white label. There's a, a, a full orange that is label, totally too. totally orange. No, but what I'm saying, this is orange and white. There's an yeah, all you said orange green. one. Did what I say? You said green. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, I'm disheveled all the shit I had to just go take care of. But anyway. Um, yeah, so there are two. There's green and white. What's the difference shit. in the green and then the green and white? Orange. Or We're I'm sorry. I don't know why the fuck I'm uh, No, green. I think... Um, Everything around me is green. I got green noodles. I got this. And this. <laughs> anyway... But the orange uh, and white, and there's an orange wrapper too. I think it's I think it's wrapper. I think I'm not I'm not sure entirely. Um, how about the wow? This releases? is smoking like uh, for whatever reason, it's very unusual for that one to have been a tight draw. But I was fighting it pretty much the whole time, which is really unusual. Anyway, we're past that. I'm back on a good one, the Tatuaje and Navitas Esteli. Let's, let's talk about Tatuaje a little bit. How about those oh. T110s? Fantastic. But we obviously like the the San Andreas. Sumatra. Yeah. Or Sumatra. Um, no. The Mexican uh, Sumatra. Just Sumatra. Sumatra wrapper was... Uh, better than the first one there's then two the, of them there's there's three now so the habano is out um and the habano in the t110 that is the original what was the hawaii exclusive back in 07 or 08 that's the re-release of that on the habano side well the but one we got sumatra is amazing <laughs> yeah and the sumatra is the t110 size of the lle from earlier this year or last year. I don't really remember when that cigar was out. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Anyway, wow. Better? Oh my God. Yeah. Just everything, and it, this is why I'm saying you guys need to experiment a little bit because, I mean, this one I haven't smoked in a while. And for whatever reason, just right off the bat, this has got such a light, airy, flavorful um, feel to it. And here's the other thing. I'm just going to say, barring our cigars, every time we come out, we've had like three or this is our maybe third or fourth podcast here. The weather conditions are unusually like today. What they said, nothing but sun. And every time we come down here, it's like that. And then it's like, okay, there's all this beautiful sun. Next thing you know, hailstorm. That comes through like 10 minutes, it's gone. 
Next thing we know, it's like calm, 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 clouds come up, a little burst of wind. I just think this little area down here is just like a little ferrothere, uh, 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 or what am I thinking about? A ferrothere? What the fuck is a ferrothere? Well, like, uh, babe, what am I thinking? Ferrothere or like a... F anyway, somewhere where the weather comes through here, well, it's just unusual. A what? Weather okay, well that's it's the fucking twilight zone. Whatever. Okay? It's the twilight zone. But we went from one sun uh, to cool to hot. A little uh, the the freaking wind picked up and blew my uh, umbrella out. I had to go get it, and now it's beautiful and it's cloudy. And the next minute it could be still and beautiful. But that's kind of the nice thing about here. You don't know what you're getting. It's like uh, the waves down there in... Uh, in uh, On that show, the 100-foot yeah. wave. In, Nazarene, Nazarene, yeah. Puerto Rico. Nazarene, yeah. yeah. Anyway, the waves are big. Well, the water is small right here, but usually it's kind of cool. But anyway, the water is cool today. I've been down here where the dam... If it's 90-something degrees, the dam water is the same way. Well, this actually feels like lake water right now. You know, like T Table Rock's the only lake I've been to um, here in St. Louis. So this feels like like August Table Rock. But we weather. get these spring water. Like our pants are just getting filled with like really cool updrafts. Yeah, there's there's cool actually where, where we're standing right now. Like you guys won't be able to see us or anything. But if we take about one, two steps back, there's a spring right back here because you can feel... Now, the, the tide or the current of the water is kind of going towards the dock right now. Yeah. But you can feel almost like uh, if you've ever been in a swimming pool, when you, you know, everybody was in the pool all night and splash around, knock some water out, you throw the hose in there and then you get in the next day and you swim by the hose, you don't necessarily feel the hose water, but you feel the temperature change right where the hose is at. You can feel that when you're in the water. But I can definitely nice. feel we probably had a heavy storm down here of cold water. And it just made the lake perfect today. Uh, we got one more day, it seems like, of some shit. If, if you're in Missouri, I don't know where the, how far a podcast is. A podcast go probably where everywhere. New but, Zealand is the okay. Perfect. Away, yeah. Well, I don't know how it is in New Zealand, but in Missouri, I said it is. <laughs> it's been uh, weather extreme. We're like everybody hunker down, but right here at the lake. And of course we get a little lake effect water. It's probably cool. There's a breeze, but the breeze is the killer cool thing today. Yeah, if there if there were no breeze, it, you know, the trees were standing still, it probably would be a little hotter, but whatever, we'd still be enjoying it. We still made it, man. This has been great. Um cigars finishing fantastic, man. Um and I got to say, you know, between the medley and the 5, wow. 5 is the favorite on um, 2. I'm just throw it out there, 5 brothers. It's got to be Heaven Hill Juice because unless that Five Brothers at 90 proof, they're pretty has similar. Such a lingering effect. <laughs> they're pretty similar. Well, the, this is this is where I talk again. We talked about that that antique um, antique bottle you had of that old Fitz. The medley's got the nuance of the Five Brothers. Uh, this actually has a little more barrel to it, like that typical barrel taste. I think. Yeah. You get a little more of that char or caramel or whatever that is, that typical bourbon taste out of this, whereas that's got. That's got more sweetness and more ambiance about it. There's more build out about it itself, which is which is good. But this is this is awesome. I love it. Well, hell, another successful freaking podcast for sure. We're about an hour and a half in, and I just think uh, we've kicked it. Uh, 
Let's obviously move. we're right here at the bar and we're hanging we got our noodles right there ready to float i think uh we've earned the right to maybe uh you know pull this podcast together and lock it down call it now i was thinking where are the hell are we podcast wise number wise is this 70 70 70? No, we're almost 80. Oh, 76. 80? 76, I think. 78. 78. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to do something kind of cool for 80. But anyway. Mm, save it for 100. Okay, save it for 100. We're really close 100. to 100. Yeah. Anyway, we're about ready to fucking lock this down. I'm going to float out on my noodle and enjoy this tatawahe. I'm not the Stella Deli. And uh, have some more Melody Brothers. You and do realize you probably just combined French, Spanish, and Greek all into one That's word. good, because right I think people find that more interesting than if I... If you want to know which one of us is bilingual... I'm a fucking cowboy. Just I don't know listen that to shit. him talk. He's bilingual. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> we love you guys supporting us. Um, the, the only thing I'm just saying... We have some t-shirts now and some hats. We'd like to somehow figure out yeah, a way we'll, to get we'll them out. we'll tell these guys when we on the podcast yeah. for the All right. Well, whatever. Anyway, listen, thanks for supporting us. This is the Bourbon Cowboy. As always, I always say to you guys at the end, giddy up. And I'll let Mark finish this shit out. But I'm going to get on a fucking noodle and enjoy the rest of this damn day before it could go wrong. Whatever. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you again. This has been great. Of course, shout out again. We talked about Little Bunch, Little Locker sponsor. Um, go out there and get your Cyclops. Check out some of the new drops. Um, as I said, Dupont Dealer uh, Undercrown is in there now as well. Um, all of the Pledge prequel, the actual Cigar of the Year, is stocked way back in there. Uh, there's plenty of that. Um, new Padron editions, including the 40, 45th anniversary number 40, which is a uh, uh, pretty slick stick, man. Uh, go check that stuff out. Thanks to everybody that carries the Cyclops. Thanks to everybody that smokes the Cyclops. Uh, this is the Viking from uh, the Cowboys Farm. Yeah, this is the Agua uh, Farm here, baby. Agua, no, the Agua Ranch is at your house. We got to call this. Uh, well, let's just say this is under the porch. Yeah. I don't know. We're on under the, the dock. <laughs> under the dock at the ranch. All right, Mahalo, guys. We'll catch you later. Thank you.